Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. I am as sober as sober can be. When you eat brown rice and chicken, you 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 ain't drinking tequila behind it, um, usually. Um, single simulcast, episode 305. Shantae's here. Uh, Jeremy's here. This is uh, his week to uh, be on the show as co-host. Um, and we are also joined by the editor-in-chief of the Movie Trailer Review MTR Network, um, he's also the host of the Insanity Check and Character Corner podcast. We're joined by Chris, y'all. Chris, what's going on, man? What's going on, people? <clears throat> Sorry about that. I'm over here. I'm over here saying I'm sober, and then I'm over here messing up too. So it's all right. <laughs> You're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. I I will be. I I will carry the weight this episode. I will be the strong one here. Um, I'll be your lover and your secretary. Um. <laughs> Tell everybody, was it lover or was it woman? I, I can't remember because I don't remember the. I remember the movie, but that part has been made fun of so much now that it's just got lost in the sands of time in my head. Right, I think it's lover. I think lover and secretary. Secretary. Yeah. yeah. Secretary. 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 Yeah, they they didn't fully enunciate that one, so it's it secretary. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> hey, what are you applying for? Um, I was seeing if you had a position available for secretary. Wow. What? I, I'm looking to be a secretary. <laughs> uh, hold, please. Security, we got somebody out here who's talking about segregation. I don't even know what's going on right now. Chris, tell them something about your show. Tell them about your network. The floor is yours. Um. Yeah, so we have the MTR Network. We're a network of podcasts. I think we're up to six, seven now. At this point, um, I'm just happy that I'm no longer having to host all of them by myself. Uh, the the two main ones for me are the Insanity Check, which is my once a week podcast. I bring on random guests and we talk about um, we really talk about the random stuff that happens in the world. But um, thanks to Trump, is being either that or I just get sick and tired of talking about politics and Trump, and I make up some other shit to talk about. Um, and then the Character Corner is my favorite podcast. I do that with my host uh, Deep Bomb, and we. Um, we follow. We we take a comic book character that people might know. Maybe some some of the uh, more famous ones, or maybe some ones you guys don't know. And then we um, just kind of go through their entire comic book history of it. And it's a uh, so little research intensive, but it's it's actually a fun podcast. It allows me to. It's it's a good way to balance the seriousness and the stupid stuff I have to deal with on the insanity check. So, who would you say at this point in time would you consider the most obscure? Uh, character that you've done, and I'm sure you do both DC and Marvel as well as some more um, lesser-known comic book companies. So this might get really obscure for me, but um, I don't. So we did do one where it was like early on. We did a um, character one. We just did black female characters, and not saying all. I mean, obviously you get the ones in there. You get like Sherry from Black Panther and. And Storm, but we went over and we did. Uh, then we did some other characters from other from other publishers, mm-hmm. and um, so we did that. I guess I guess you can say that. 
R- right now, we haven't really done anything super, super obscure outside of that. Because um, we usually try to follow, like, what's going on with the movies to kind of get those extra, you know, download boosts from that. <laughs> so we're trying to do that. Um, I think recently we've been doing Transformers. And so that might be so obscure for some people. Because, uh, I mean, Deep Home's a huge Transformer person. And I know this was huge when we were growing up as kids. I don't know if Transformers are that huge for kids today. So there might be, like, these characters might be obscure for some people. So there's that. Um, I would say we do have a premium show where we do combo book clubs. And that's where we kind of go into some obscure comic books and things like that. Like, one of my favorite is uh, it's called Uber. And it's basically going, it's a, it's a book that goes, deals with um, World War II and what if both sides got, like, basically were able to create Superman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's actually been a really fun one. That's, that's from a really, uh, from a, a, a publisher called Avatar Press. And so uh, so we've, we've done some stuff like that. So I, I think those are probably the more obscure ones we've done. Haven't really done, it, like, a singular obscure character yet. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe Hawkman. That was pretty obscure. And his character is pretty weird, so... You that's mean the one it. from the Space Ghost? Uh, no, that's Birdman. No, we could have... I think, yeah, that's Bird. So that's, yeah, that's Birdman. But um, no, the Hawkman from DC, but there's like 10 different versions of him. It's actually, it was very, very weird to do that. Like, it it didn't make any sense. I don't... People said they actually enjoyed that one, and I don't know how, because I did not enjoy doing it myself. <laughs> I've had that experience before. Um, mostly talking about Rachel Dolezal. Um, so... Mm. I, when when I said obscure, see y'all got to know that Chris. When I first started reading comic books, or really when I got Marvel Unlimited, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm still quite put out that DC won't do one. Um, um, I'm really mad about that right now. I want to. I I I I love so many of their characters, but I'm not gonna pay for issues that I won't be able to find. So I've been on Marvel Unlimited a lot. And actually, Chris was one of the first people I went to. Like, yo, what should I, what should I read? You, Rod, mm-hmm. and uh, Tim uh, from the Click Nation. Um, yeah. And when I was saying obscure, I'm still thinking <laughs> the the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. So, um, oh, well, no, I think that that is obscure. We just haven't done her yet because I think she's kind of new, new ish. And there's not a lot. So we like when we do the character, when we try to go like. We're going all the way back to like the '60s for some of these characters. Uh, so for some of these, they're like, but that's but those are those are characters we use like the comic book club for. We'll just go through some of their their comic book runs. But yeah, that's that's an obscure one. That's an obscure one. But her book is actually kind of good. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. So y'all are going back to when um, Iron Man was telling uh, Captain America that he needed some solid dick from an Iron Man. Yeah, that was a good. That's that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, I, I I guess for those of y'all who are wondering why Tony Stark was saying that uh, back in the 30s and 40s, I guess solid dick was a term for real talk. <laughs> oh wow! Right. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. Look it's at look real. at the English language. <laughs> when you when you go to some of those when you go to some of those comics, man, it's it's wow. 
it's <laughs> they 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 get they get kind of racist. I was but not re- like they're kind of racist, but they're not trying to be racist, which I think it actually might be worse racism. So is it because Jerry racism or is it? Um, well, I have nothing other than Tom and Jerry racism from the from the thirty. I mean, is not Dumbo Crows racism? Because <laughs> that's pretty racist. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They they just yeah they get they get kind of weird. My daughter wants to see uh, Dumbo because they're doing a live version of it, um, mm-hmm. and she wants to see that. And I'm really interested to see how they're going to deal with all of the racism that they had in that movie, um, and what the hell they're going to do about those crows. But um, next up for me is Uncle Drew. So out of the way, I kind of I kind of want the I, I kind of want the racism though. I kind of want the races because I feel like you can't do, like I know you're not supposed to, but I feel like you can't do Dumbo without the racist crows. You can't. I, I just I feel like they're part of the they're part of the thing, you know. It's and I feel like as long as we all know it's racist, then it's it's still racist, but it's kind of okay. It's like it's like <laughs> racism. It, it's it's like racism that is past the um, statute of limitation. Like okay, this racism just it's it's coming. There's nothing we can do about it. Just absorb yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with well, that. Everybody, yeah, as long as everybody knows it's racist, it's it's not really that racist, so it's just fine. It's like it's just we kind of accept it, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dad. What? What's the, who? Who's that black woman in Tom and Jerry with the slouching socks? Oh, that's Mammy Two Shoes. Statute of Limitations. Um, mm-hmm. she just she's there. She's chilling, you know. I think I think kids today, you know, they might be missing that. You know, we got the racism growing up. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and sometimes you just need to uh, see a flower pot get blown up around Tom's face and turn him into a blackface character for no fucking reason. I have that entire series on Blu-ray. And uh, <laughs> I watched it with Kid Awesome when he was like five. And his eyes just got big at the stuff that they got away with back then. And I was just like, you know what? It's funny. I laughed at it because I didn't know any better. Um, My favorite cartoons of all time. Yeah, I think that when it's all said and done, you have to uh, give them their props, both them and um, Bugs and, and Looney Tunes. It's just they were in the situation they were in, and it was the, 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 the time period that they were in when they did these things. Now, if they came out in 1998 and made something like the PJs, mm. <laughs> Then we'd have a point of contention. But, I mean, nobody would be silly enough to make a cartoon called the PJs in, like, 1998. Or Homeboys in Outer Space. Nobody would do that. Like, seriously, they know better. Jeremy, how are you? I am doing well, my friends. I am doing well. I feel like you're working on a Rubik's Cube or something in the background, and it's just got you away from the microphone. As, as usual. <laughs> Okay, I have a question. Does anyone know what the crows' names were? Like, did they have names or Heckle no? Heckle and Jekyll. Yep. Were they really just Heckle and Jekyll? I don't know, but I know that those two niggas were over there with Mighty Mouse. And uh... <laughs> No, I'm just asking because I'm looking at the IMDb and trying to see if they're there. You know, as far <laughs> as in the cast and everything. Uh, let me see. Crow's names from Dumbo. I will really look this up because now I'm curious too. Crow's names from Dumbo. I don't, I don't know. Jim Crow. Are you fucking serious? 
<laughs> yeah, I thought that's what I thought they were. I thought it was Jim Crow. I didn't. I was gonna say it, but I didn't want to say it. I was like, I'm pretty sure. My mom. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Mean to cuss like that? Oh my god. <laughs> These niggas' names are Jim Crow, Fats, Deacon, Dopey, and Specs. Jim fucking Crow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're in there. I, they might be under different names. His name might be Bob now. Yeah, they're probably. You know what it's probably going to be? They're probably going to have three regular crows, which is why I don't like. I, I said you got to have the racist crows. You got to have the talking racist crows. Mm-hmm. Or just not. It's just not it. That's like yeah. that's like doing. That's like doing crow. the Wiz again, and you don't have that one nigga with the big lips that was playing mm-hmm. a crow, and the big ass glasses. I oh man, I'm looking at this cast though, and it's like. White? I mean, there's white. No, I mean, it's, it's like there's white people. I mean, obviously, there's some faces that are blank, so you don't know any. Is you it? can't tell who they are and everything. But I mean, it looks like it's quite a few people of color that are there. So it's just like I don't know if they're gonna be. Yo, Will, Will, Will Smith is if... playing Dumbo, right? Will Smith is playing Dumbo, right? I'm pretty sure. Oh no, Shante. I'm look. I don't even fucking see like Dumbo at the top of the cast. <laughs> like you know, I would expect like if, I'm expecting like Dumbo to be talking. He talked in the movie because see, that's one of those Disney mo- those early Disney movies that I did not watch. You what? Wait, what? I I'm sorry. Oh. I, my sound went out. Like I glitched, and I thought that it. Like two things came together. Like there was a space between your conversation. It sounded like you said you've never seen Dumbo. I've never seen Dumbo. I don't think Dumbo talks in this movie. Um, it's not Dumbo then. Yeah, it's not. Because he's it because it, it's not. I don't. There's not even an actor for it's gonna the be Smith. voice. Well, as far as being, unless it's named something else in the movie. And they're calling it Dumbo. Like they're saying that the ele- like the elephant's name is this, but they're you know like they're they're going to be disparaging it, calling it Dumbo. But no, I could have bought a building in Dumbo for two million. I mean, truthfully, the movie doesn't look like Dumbo. Well, the trailer didn't look like Dumbo talked anyway. It looked it was all like he was a real like he was a real elephant in the trailer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or it looked like it. Oh, oh shit! Gonna make that nigga fly. <laughs> oh man, but yes, Jim Crow was the leader of the flock. And we, there, I mean, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good racism back then. I, I, yes, but I didn't know the nigga's name was Jim Crow. That is mesmerizing to me. Like, that is so over the top. Like, we are just going to shove this down your throat. A jive-talking black crow named Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say one thing. I don't mind the lack of racism. <laughs> just want that to be known. What is this, like, I don't, 79% racist? I don't want it. 2% skim racist. Mm-mm. See, this is why kids they are soft, yo. We need to have <laughs> need to have that racism. Get your daily dose. <laughs> dad, what? Dad, 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 what's wrong, son? Somebody called me a nigger at school today. And what'd you do, son? I rose above it. 
See, back in my day, my cartoons called me nigger. He has a point. Back in the day, there were uh, those, I think it was the Ira Fleischman uh, cartoons that were just like, what the fuck am I watching? You'd be watching DTV on Disney Channel, and it would just go mm-hmm. full racist for a good six minutes. <laughs> and then they go to Kids Incorporated like nothing happened. It's like, did nobody else see that? Nobody? The, the people with the bones in their nose playing on the bongos? Nobody? But me, okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just, yo, come on. We had Speedy Gonzalez <laughs> with his fucking racist ass cousin Slowpoke. Mm. <laughs> we had rapey ass uh, Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Come on, yeah. Like I'm just saying. Sexual and harassment one on one. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I just realized when Pepe was a black cat, he was a racist or he was a rapist. Which he was. But as soon as he fell into that white paint and turned white, then all of a sudden the lady cat was chasing after him and wanted him. Mm-hmm. Level to the point that she, yeah, until the point she became almost rapey. Mm-hmm. Because she was a black cat and he was, oh, y'all see what I, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do want to do a follow-up real quick for this week's all, which for those of y'all who still don't know, uh, that stands for Adventures in Working with White Women. Um, the white woman who called the police on the uh, little black girl for selling water um, outside of AT&T Park uh, said that she didn't really call the cops. She was just threatening to call the cops. She didn't really do it uh, until they came out with a recording of her calling the cops. I love how she tried to say that she, we heard you doing it. Like <laughs> she, basically, she basically did that that skit from Chappelle show with Rick James about well, I don't do things just to do them. I mean, what am I gonna just grind my feet in somebody's couch like that's something to do? I mean, come on, I got a little bit more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet off up in the couch. That's basically what she did. Mm-hmm. So Uh-oh. she is yeah. um now saying that she called and they uh, she asked them if they if it was legal and then she hung up but they have a recording of her asking to speak with somebody and then the line got disconnected which is enough for her to say i didn't i was just threatening it didn't go through but if the call had actually gone through i know without a shadow of a doubt those cops would have been there too sweet exactly and i mean it's not like it still makes it any better no no, right. no you're still calling the cops on an eight-year-old right also i would just like to say that that white lady looks like a furby I know that's very low <laughs> the scale of fucked up things about that later, but that's just I find that there's a correlation between white women that look like Furbies and white women that call the police on young black black boys or black girls. I just I I I just wanted to make that correlation known. It's always ugly white. It's always white women that look like spoiled fruit. Golly, spoiled fruits. <laughs> But I think I think what's worse is that she I don't know I think it might actually be worse is she didn't call the cops so you you didn't even follow through you just threatened to call the cops on a black like it's just it's all bad but like you don't you here you don't even show like conviction with it you just what oh god just the worst you want to strike strike fear into a into a little black girl like what. But I was just trying. I was just trying to scare him. But that's, I mean, that makes it better. 
I mean, we we have um, in this day and age. I can't believe I just said that. That is literally the oldest shit I've ever said in my entire life. But we are at the point now where uh, white women know that their ultimate trump card is the police. And that no matter what else is going on in the world, they know that they can call the police. Which is why the other woman uh, in South Carolina who ran those three boys out of the pool... Uh, by saying I I got three numbers I could dial nine one one, they're wielding it as a known weapon. Like I like it's it's almost like a, a man flashing their gun at you. You know you're gonna get shot if you keep fucking with me. Um, with white women, I'm gonna call the cops if you keep fucking with me. And it doesn't even, they don't even have to be messing with them at this point in time because the little girl wasn't doing anything, and those three boys were just the pool trying to swim. And the woman was like, "Y'all gotta get out, get out, thugs," and all that kind of stuff. So. It's no longer, it's never been a game, but now it has completely gotten, um, I'm scared to send my son outside. No, it makes, I mean, you should be. I mean, at this point, it, like, it, it started off, I don't want to say we were joking because we knew it was serious, but it's literally to the point now where you, we sort of, oh yeah, we can't even, no, go to the pool or now we can't even sell lemonade. And we were like, oh, what's going to be next? It kind of like, they, they got to stop. There's, there's got to be a limit somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But there isn't. No. They literally have gone down to the fact that they are everything. Every, every possible thing, they have turned it into something. You know? And it's, it's like, so. at this juncture, if my son is on a basketball court at the park around the corner from the house, and there's a barbecue because they always have like parties and barbecues over there. And people are like, hey, we're about to play a game or something like that. Can you move off the court? He goes up there to practice his dribbling and his shooting and everything. There's a park around the corner. Why not? Folks will come out there, you know, after drinking or whatever and be like, hey, we want to play. Uh, can you move? And he's like, I'm practicing. Those white women can call the cops on my son. Mm-hmm. That's simple and that easy. Won't get off a swing, I'm going to call the cops. You're hogging the swing. That one woman who uh, called the cops because she was at a pool, and they were at a pool, and they were having fun, and she was sad. Yeah. Was that the full? I think that was a full story. Like, that was the whole thing. She she told them I was sad, and they weren't talking to me. So I called y'all. Yeah. She wanted to talk. And that's what she tells the police. Like she wanted to talk and all this different kind of stuff. And the whoever she, you know, the people weren't fucking with her. And she got upset and called the police. She was like, "Can we talk for a minute? Up. Fuck you, then I'm calling the cops." That it's sung better in my head. I realize I can't hold a tune anymore. Back in '86, I could. I was. Oh, I was supposed to talk about that. I was supposed to tell that story. Um, back in '92ish, '93, um, and I know this completely changed the subject, but I promised somebody that I was supposed to talk about this like a few episodes back, and I completely forgot. Um, I was in the choir because my grandmother was a, not even a deaconess in the church; she was a mother in the church. <coughs> which meant mm. I was legacy for anything that they did in the church that involved youth. I was on the usher board and I was in the choir and I didn't have any say so at all. Um, and I hated being in the choir. 
uh, because I couldn't, I couldn't sing. And I told my mom I can't sing. Uh, but I got into it and they had their, uh, their, their Sunday, they had their practices and I was there always in the very back where I couldn't be seen singing as softly as I could. And then one day my grandma was like, so when's, uh, when's Derek going to get a solo? And I was like, what do you mean when am I going to get a solo? And the choir director who was sitting right across from my grandmother eating food at her house was like, you know what? That's a good idea. And I was like, no, the fuck it isn't. They put me into a solo. I didn't want to sing a solo. And um, the solo was to be sung on Easter Sunday. Now, for those of y'all who don't know about black churches on Easter Sunday, they try and do as many services as possible. On this Sunday, I think they pulled off four services. Um, and so I was expected to sing this song for four services straight. Uh, <laughs> Oof. I couldn't sing. I knew I couldn't sing. Everybody knew I couldn't sing. But... So you already didn't have the voice, but you got to use that not voice. Four times. It, it, like was, like, when you it was like when Chicken Little came up to bat in that Disney movie. Everybody knew oh. the nigga couldn't hit, <laughs> but he had to be there. So on it's the like ball, you know, you know, you didn't have the range, but you had the same. So you did your you 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 did what Sizzle do and just do your best, nigga. I knew I didn't have the right. Fuck the range. I did not have the <laughs> right to be up there. Um, and so on top of all that. A couple days before, this had to have been 1992, because a couple days before Easter, I started going through puberty, and my voice started cracking. And so there was a high point, a high pitch point for me, where I was going to say he was lifted. You know, the line was he was lifted up from the earth. Um, and every time I tried to say that part from that point on. My voice would crack right on lifted. It would go, he was lifted. Ooh, you sounded like Alicia Keys for real. (laughs) I kid you not, that Sunday I sang that song four times. My voice cracked four times. And every time my voice cracked, some of the mothers in the church would say, it's all right, baby. It's all right. Keep going, baby. It's all right. For those of y'all who don't know, when the church mother says it's all right, it ain't all right. You don't fuck up. <laughs> church mother, that church mothers are like the some of, some of, if not the shadiest motherfuckers on the face of the goddamn earth. Mm. Church mother shade is a whole new level. It's like church mothers will be the same person that'll see your that see a baby and know that the baby ugly and be like, oh, bless his heart. <laughs> Ain't he you look just like your daddy. No, yeah, goddamn why well. Say he look like his daddy when he ugly. Because the daddy usually be looking like a foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you can't say that like the baby look like you know the mom or something. But you can say and... granddaddy. <laughs> I just I feel that way because uh, when Isabella was born, everybody was like, "Oh, she's beautiful. She looks just like her mom." And I'm the one holding her. Her mom wasn't even there. I'm holding her at church, and they're like, "She must look like her mom." And I'm like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs> like, can I get? Can I, not all men. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm sitting here holding my baby, and you're looking for her mom. Like, where is she so I can compliment her on her beauty? And I'm like, "Fuck y'all." Um, but yeah, that's my church. Uh, 
choir story. I sang It Wasn't the Nails uh, in 1992, and my mom had the tape, but it got lost and burnt and cut up. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I, was, um, I was thinking you were going to say, like, you recorded over it with, with, with like, All My Children or something, or, you know, BT. Porn. Always porn. Um, but, <laughs> yes. So, um... There was a whole thing that came out this past week about the electric slide and uh, about how it's about a vibrator. And then I read the lyrics and I was like, you know what? That could be. <laughs> I can see it. But the owner of the song, the writer of the song said that it, it's not. Like they just updated this story today because we were going to talk about the lyrics of the electric slide. But uh, the uh, reporter or the... Um, the writer Neville Livingston, aka Bunny Whaler, um, adamantly denied the rumor in a statement today. Uh, quote: At no time have I ever lent credence to a rumor that the song was inspired by anything other than Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue. To state otherwise is a falsehood and offends my legacy, the legacy of the singer Marsha Griffin, and tarnishes the reputation of a song beloved by millions of fans the world over. But damn it, if it don't sound like it's about a vibrator now. See, I just didn't think it's I didn't well not that I didn't think it sounded like it, but once I read the follow up article and they were saying that like some friend close to the writer said the shit, I was like, Oh, that's some bullshit. It wasn't even you know, yeah. I'm thinking like the the guy, the 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 actual writer came forward and said something, they were like, Oh my god, it was like some someone someone in close, you know, a source said it. I'm like, it's some bullshit. But yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't believe it either. It's like I'm with you. As soon as I saw that it was a, uh, it was just because something else happened recently. Whereas another song, somebody tried to say that, and I was like, "This is too convenient." <laughs> and it felt like that's what it was. It felt like they were just like trying to get in on that, on that movement. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, no, we ruin everything." <laughs> like. White folks who don't have the internet gonna be like, did you know this song is about vibrators? Boogie, oogie, oogie, indeed. <laughs> Not boogie, oogie, oogie, indeed. Boogie, oogie, oogie, indeed, y'all. Like, hmm. Ah. Oh my God, Marsha, I can't believe it. All this time, I've been going to all these weddings and I've been dancing to a song about a vibrator. I can't I don't believe know how it. I feel about this. These these black colored Negroes. God, <laughs> are you going to see? I mean, are you going to see Dumbo with Jim Crow? <laughs> I mean, I hear him, but I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Because I mean, I mean, if we're gonna be honest, I mean, a lot of songs that we love are really about something completely different. I mean, True. yeah. I mean, for goodness' sakes, I mean, Whitney Houston's uh, "You Give Good Love" is probably the greatest ballad about dick that we've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I yeah. mean, I feel them. I mean, I'm going to let them cook, but I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm just S- SWVs rain down on me. We know what that's about. Yeah. Right. Right. We know that's about, you know. That's about uh, that good gush. I'm not a fan of that. Mar- Mariah Carey's on Honey. I mean, I mean. I mean, I've been getting educated by listening, by, not listening, by, by watching the show Pose. Mm-hmm. They got oh. some shit on Pose. Like, they got a song <laughs> on there. Um, I don't even remember all the lyrics. I just heard the two words that kept popping out to me, Sugar Walls. And I was like, wait. Oh. <laughs> I, like, wait. <laughs> I know what that is. I know what Sugar Walls is now. 
When oh, I, I probably thought it was a cereal. <laughs> oh no! See, I've I've always I've always known about Sugar Wolves because that was a fucking porno. That was a black porno. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I don't want to watch it. Send me the link later on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, this is disgusting. Uh, so about that, deal. right, right. <laughs> you know, I realize now that a lot of folks' fetishes are are sometimes um, started on accident. Um, Yo, that's how real quick. That's how Twitter started snitching because you could see everybody's likes now. Because you used to be able to hide your oh, filth in the likes, yeah. but Twitter started snitching. So that's why. Listen, hashtag keep it in bookmarks. Thank you so right. much. Right. Right, definitely. Bookmarks is where you gotta hide all your your mess. But I don't have any mess in my bookmarks. It's just articles that I need to read. Right, Shante used, used her bookmarks for work. Not, <laughs> not trying to see some work. Like all of y'all with your filth floor and filth. We do not quote Bill Cosby on this show, madam. Oh, <laughs> but I'm not quoting Bill Cosby. I'm quoting Eddie Murphy. Quoting Bill Cosby. Right. That 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 that, that works. There you go. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> so, a woman in Australia has been convicted of threatening to shoot a KFC employee. Last week it was uh, Wendy's. This week it's KFC. Uh, threatening to shoot a KFC employee over missing mashed potatoes and gravy in her meal. Wow, sis. First of all, fuck your click and. The- Fuck you, bitch, and the click you claim. West Side, when we uh, ride, come equipped with game. Sorry, go ahead. First of all, you got... First of all, you got to be at a low point in your life when you uh, threatening violence over people of KFC because KFC already is the ghetto. So, like, what is... <laughs> Not even you KFC. They're, they're mashed potatoes and gravy. Like, that ain't even good. It don't even look good. It doesn't even right. look good. You could have went to the house and, like, bought... I mean, I went to the house. You could have bought probably some better instant mashed potatoes than the mashed potatoes it's <laughs> like the it's like the like kfc mashed potatoes are like the next of mashed potatoes <laughs> i wonder if she can see i'm hard right now well if i wonder if i'm in the box <laughs> long enough yes i wonder i wonder if they can tell that these mashed potatoes are lumpy right now i if this was popeyes mm. and they were using i could understand eats, I can understand because look, I I be ordering from Uber Eats and Popeyes, and they always be leaving stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I be having violent thoughts. Yeah, what you do? All I violent thoughts. This like seeing two. This like seeing two women fall out on Twitter over ugly nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, baby, what are you doing, baby? The Coward Guardian reported that Emily Samuel. Uh, called the restaurant and made the threat in February after ordering a meal on the restaurant's app. Quote, I will come down and shoot you. She reportedly said. <laughs> she real as fuck. That's I fun. will come down and shoot. Look, no. I will come down there and fuck you up. I am hiding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant, the restaurant, which obviously is in a white part of town, the restaurant uh, closed early that day as a safety precaution. <laughs> oh my goodness! They, they must be. In a, they, they, you said there are in a white, white, a white no, neighborhood. They must be. This is yeah, Sydney, because, Australia. Man, you know, that's that's a look, man. You don't you don't work in a in a in a in a chicken place in a black neighborhood and not be threatened. Niggas will threaten you just off of the shit being good. 
Right. Yo, this <laughs> good shit. I'm going to shoot your ass for this good ass chicken. Why the oh, fuck did you tell the shit was this good, nigga? Let me get another right. one. No? Right. Right. Because it ain't no way, ain't no way a chicken place is closing down a black area over a gun threat. A threat of violence? <laughs> you know what happens when somebody calls in and threatens violence at a black restaurant in a black neighborhood? The person they talk to on the phone is like, yo, I'm going on break. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to get to get their gun, so they ready? Cause they gonna tell a nigga, we'll strap up, nigga. We here. Like these niggas haven't heard Duckworth. You know what happens at the KFCs in the hood? Come on. She was sent this last I... week, and uh, she was ordered to enter a good behavior bond. She didn't. She didn't mean any threats of harm. It was a brain snap. Look, man. We've look. Who among us hasn't threatened a a, a fast food worker because they didn't forgotten or they try to charge her for some extra condiments? If I yeah, can I get some ketchup, please. That'd be twenty five cents. What the Nigga, fuck? What? You mean it's twenty five cents? You didn't even give me any. <laughs> Y'all out here admitting the <laughs> well, well, well. You got to keep in mind. You got to try to, to jack up service service workers. Back in the because they be knowing. They know. <laughs> Back in the day when you were young, you could get as many dipping sauces as you wanted with your McNuggets. This is true. And then one day out of nowhere, they had that nasty-ass sign-up that said, um, if you get a 20-piece, you get three sauces. But if you mm-hmm. get a 10-piece, you get one sauce. Nigga, how the fuck am I going to eat 10 nuggets with one sauce? You better give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. And then you go out to your car and you get your gun. No, give me another one. Wow. Hey, ain't nobody saying it's right. We're just saying what happened. Yeah, just, no. You know. Yeah, things well, are wild and wild. Just, we're, we're, you're just admitting it. We need to to walk with you as you walk with Jesus. Over <laughs> you know me well. <laughs> These are my confessions. <laughs> we need to we need to allow room for growth. No shout out to those motherfuckers. There is <laughs> no area for judgment here. We all just need to realize that we are not perfect people. We are all flawed. That's the whole statement. That's it. Um, so a guy was driving a car in Arizona. Uh, Shante, this story is definitely for you. A man driving in Arizona was shocked when a snake suddenly appeared from under the hood of his car and slithered onto the windshield. Wait, like on the outside, though. Which one do you want it to be? It needs to be. Oh my god! It needs to be. <laughs> what? It needs to be outside. Holy cow! <laughs> no, Cause I, no, because it's bad enough. No, it's bad enough when like you're driving in your car, and it's like something small, like a spider or whatever or you don't know what it is that's flying around and you think it's a fucking wasp but actually it's a bullshit ass fly or something but you freak out for it just a second you know so i'm just imagining a snake coming inside the car (laughs) this is not okay it it, it, it was on the windshield it was uh sitting on the windshield wipers but it's a big ass snake i'm looking at it um and it's just like perched like it's trying to strike through a window um the guy said he was surprised, but he knew he couldn't panic because he was driving and didn't want to crash. 
I see a little head pop up and I thought, oh, rodent, maybe lizard, he said. And then I saw an entire body of a snake pop up. He pulled over and filmed a video of the snake. He said that the snake wrapped around his windshield wiper and then it went back under his hood where he couldn't find it. Wow. So it just moved in. So it's his car now. Yeah. Yeah. Car belongs to the snake. The snake gentrified his car. I'm putting a sign up and everything. This snake on snake violence must cease. I'm I'm just going to let you know. uh, This car has the keys and the ignition. Enter at your own risk. That is the whitest story I've ever heard, yo. Because he just did did everything a black person wouldn't do. No, I would have died. Oh, I pulled over at the side and I looked at it. I Instagrammed it. Got a selfie with it. (laughs) Let Let it move in and... Now we carpool together. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> sir, what are you doing in the carpool lane? Uh, my passenger is under the hood. Don't you see Bob? <laughs> <laughs> see that? See that's scary. Cause see, you can't find it. That means it's like obviously in the car still. I'm sure it didn't. He didn't like just drop out. But now it's like okay, you take it back home, fuck around, and you got a garage. So now the snake is. You know, pretty much has a easy access to your house. Now you got a potential of big ass snake in your house. I'd be parking that motherfucker on the street, my car on the street or down the street, so and just walk to my house. So if it decides that it wants to leave, it can go in someone else's house and not mine. Remember when Omar escaped from his uh, well, from his feeding area and uh, disappear for a good six to seven months in my house. Was it six to, was it six to seven months? It was six to seven, if not it a year. It was so long. It, it was, was a long time. long time. Because I was like, because I felt like maybe the second, the it was like the second or third episode of me being on the show, and it was, and he was gone. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't come back until like spring. <laughs> he didn't come back until we were ready to buy another snake, and then he just showed up like it was summer break in college. Like, hey, y'all. <laughs> What's good? What y'all got to eat? Um, Nisha thought that it was like that he was in our bedroom mm-hmm. for a long time um, because she had found some snakeskin uh, like under our door jam. And so oh. she didn't want to lay down on the bed because she thought the snake was there. And at that point in time, I didn't have the heart to tell her I put the snakeskin under the door jam to freak her out. Yo, use a boy, use an antagonistic motherfucker for that shit. <laughs> we would have to fight. Well, you ever start a joke and then you realize that if you tell the truth on it, you're gonna get fucked up. <laughs> That's what I was. It was just like I'm gonna let this ride for a while. We gonna we gonna let the band deal with this. And sooner or later, he was discovered in the garage, and then she forgot about how the snakeskin, long ass snakeskin, was leading directly towards our bed area. And when she listens to the show, now you know the rest of the story. You <laughs> love seeing the world burn, don't you? I know, right? That's the bravest thing I've ever heard in my life, because um, good luck with that. <laughs> it's like, we're going to be planning your home going. <laughs> right. We follow up. We can have a follow-up conversation about this. Tell them what I did to you, Rashani. I just wanted to apologize. <laughs> I made it up. <laughs> we gonna play Mahalia Jackson in the background. Soon there will be done. 
trouble of the world. <laughs> yeah, so the closest thing I've had to a, a snake in the car was there was a baby spider that was running along the inside of the windshield of my car, and I was driving, so I couldn't get to it. And it was a little baby, so I wasn't tripping. Um, and it disappeared. So I was like, okay, mm. whatever, you know. It probably ran outside the window or something. Windows were open. Like, okay, whatever. Turned out it didn't run outside the window. It ran in that little sill area between the windshield and the uh, interior of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it grew. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so one day, Gogo, Triple, and I are riding. I'm taking them to school. And this big-ass white spider just pops out from between the windshield and the uh, and the interior and just runs across the windshield to the other side. Like it's, I feel like it's done this tons of times before. It just, <laughs> it just runs through like, don't mind me, nigga. I'm just going to the bathroom real quick. And we all look at it. And we look at each other and we're like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, y'all can drive. And so I was ready to just pull over or crash trying to kill this spider and Bella was like that's not safe so Gogo was like leave it alone a couple days later it pops out holding an ant a dead ant in its hand or in its mm. tentacles claws arms I don't I don't <laughs> really know anyhow it comes out and it wraps it up and it leaves it on the windshield oh. Wow, that boy, that snake, like, you you were in that snake's house. That spider was paying rent. <laughs> I mean, that spider, yeah. <laughs> it paid me rent. It stuck an ant to the windshield and went back in. I still killed it the next time it came back out. But I was appreciative of the fact that it knew that it better ante the fuck up. And now I think about it all the time. Like, you know what? He, he was just chilling. Probably could have lived a long life. Fucked up what I did to that, uh spider anyhow in omaha nebraska this is literally y'all y'all were talking about how the car and the snake were the whitest thing you'd ever heard wait till you get a load of this people lighting off fireworks and pointing them at each other that's what a fireworks fight is and one is scheduled on july 4th at spring lake park in south omaha people are getting facebook invites to come to a fireworks fight and more than 1,000 people said they plan to attend or are interested in the event. The organizer, Junior Sanchez, said he saw it in Chicago and thought Omaha should have a fireworks fight. He's 15. <laughs> Chicago had one last year. Why not have Omaha have one? It will be the first and biggest fight, Sanchez said. He said it's all for fun and admits the people might get hurt. <laughs> Wait. This, like this, it feels very white because they're organizing it. You know, like oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a Facebook invite for this firework fight. But I grew up with black boys running around with what is it, Roman candles? Roman candles. That's what it was. They would shoot the shit at each. They would shoot those things at each other. So it was just like after a certain point, it was time for me to go in the house because I'm not getting caught up with these motherfuckers. <laughs> shooting each other having a roman candle fight so it's it sounds white because they're organizing it 
but sounds, I guess, like some regular shit because they're just going to be shooting each other with fireworks. Yeah, there, but there would have been like maybe one or two of us with Roman candles before your mom would have been like, put that shit down. <laughs> See, I don't know. It was like... niggas at a lake. Somebody going to die. I don't know. The, t- the, 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 the thought of like 10 or 15 on a block sound like a thousand people at a lake, so I don't know. Quote, if you shoot somebody with a Roman candle in the face or arm, they get a burn or a welt. That's considered assault. Omaha City Prosecutor Matt Q. No said. shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I mean, oh, oh okay. Just shooting somebody with firecrackers. Really fuck? Why do you have to say that? It's like, oh god, to be white. <laughs> I'm sorry, just to be white, because that's the whitest thing I've ever heard in my life. So you told yourself. I don't think it's smart to say to do it, Q said. I also don't think it's smart to broadcast to everyone that you're planning on engaging in potentially assaulting behavior. By the way, Sanchez said his parents know about his plans and they really aren't happy about it. <laughs> that that's it. That's the whole thing. That's his, that's all his parents said. We know what you're doing and we're miffed. Be careful. You be careful. I don't know about this one, Bob, but, you know, it's your life, so... <laughs> We're going to let it ride. How much would y'all pay for a, a milkshake? Um, Like, between 2 and $3. Okay. 5 max. I've saw that. Yeah, 5 max. <laughs> Jeremy? Um, like, 4 $4? Okay, the most I paid for a milkshake so far is $6, and it was from uh, Baskin Robbins, and it was huge, and it was decadent as fuck. Uh, it was a chocolate-covered strawberry milkshake, and it was wonderful, and I only got it once because it cost fucking $6. Anyhow, uh, this place has a milkshake, uh, Serendipity 3 in New York City has a milkshake called the Lux Milkshake. Mm-hmm. It comes in a custom milkshake glass adorned with over 3,000 Swarovski crystals. That has nothing to do with their big price tag. Um, the price tag is $100, by the way. Bullshit. <laughs> so, Fuck that shit. So, no. Wait, hold on, wait, what? It costs what? A hundred. No, hey, a, American that, dollars. A note. <laughs> a, a note. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's the Guinness Book of World Records for the most expensive milkshake. So, how is it even possible to make something primarily consisting of milk and ice cream genuinely cost so much? According to the Guinness World Records, the frosty desserts extravagant high-end ingredients, including edible gold, Boo. are responsible for this oversized cost. Take a look. It includes Jersey milk, which is made from cows originally bred in the Channel Islands, which are popular for the high butterfat content. Tahitian vanilla ice cream, mm-hmm. sourced from premium, slow-grown, sun-cured vanilla beans. I don't feel like I have the right voice for this. Hold on. <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> Devonshire luxury clotted cream. Produced in Devon, England, this thick and rich cream is made from heating fine milk until a thick layer of golden cream forms on the surface. 
Madagascar vanilla beans. As the most labor intensive to grow, the, Madisca- the Madagascar vanilla plants. That's all it says. The Madagascar vanilla plants vanilla. Okay. Mm. Planifolio, which takes three years to produce beans that are intense in flavor. 23 carat edible gold. Take that, Bruno Mars. This pure and edible gold creates a glimmering golden sparkle when mixed with the other ingredients. Whipped cream. It's just a grass-fed cream. They they really don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there. Um, <clears throat> Le Cremos Bolizone. Oh, they should stick with that name because you know what that means in English? Donkey caramel sauce. <laughs> Ooh. This rare sauce that is sweet and unique in flavor that is made from Venezuelan cocoa, Piedmont hazelnuts, fresh donkey milk, and cane <laughs> sugar. Now, I know I've said a lot of stuff about drinking cow milk, about how somebody was stroking it and was just like, I'm going to drink whatever comes out of here. Um, I'm not fucking with donkey milk. I don't give a fuck what you say. Oh, this is it. This is your line in the sand. I have this is the line it. in your... You're lining the milk. I've drawn it and put X's <laughs> over the top of that motherfucker. And uh, Chris, I know you've seen Hotel Artemis. Uh, I'm drawing a line. Don't cross yeah. the line. Yeah, no. The, yeah, no. Don- donkey milk. Don't cross this line. Um, and the last thing is Luxardo Gourmet Maraschino Cherries. Produced in Luxardo, Italy. These cherries are dense and chewy with a sweet tart flavor made with prized sour marasca cherries and preserved in the fruit's feigned liquor. 100 bucks. Uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't nothing but a milkshake with international shipping. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I mean, do you eat that? Like, I'm so confused about what you do with it. You put it on Instagram. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take a picture of it and, ooh, ah, that's what your friend, that's what you're, you know, you're supposed to get all your likes and stuff. Look at look at these gold flecks. I feel like you take okay. it to the Source Awards. <laughs> you're just sitting in the Source Awards drinking it while niggas throw chairs all around you. Mm. Yeah, that's what my grandma would have said, too. Mm. I can make you a milkshake <laughs> in Mountain's place. <laughs> What's in that one? Uh, Nestle Quick and a spoonful of uh, vanilla ice cream and don't you make that face. I wonder how it tastes. Like you a know? milkshake. But like, is it like it, um, a mouth explosion of vanilla? Because it seemed like they got a whole bunch of like different source vanilla, you know, shit popping off and everything. Or is it just like some regular shit? You're going to get a mouth explosion of donkey milk. <laughs> donkey milk. What the fuck? Who even who even knows about like what? You couldn't sell that to me. You wouldn't be able to get that past me. Like, wait, does that say donkey milk? That's like a rapper's name, right? That's like that's that's <laughs> not real. Like that means something else. That's like when you uh, put the caramel in a certain design or something, you call it a donkey milk lattice or something like. No, it's real donkey milk. Hey, y'all, get in the fucking car. No, that's funny because there really is... Well, I don't know if it's actually donkey milk in it, but there's, like, donkey milk sheet masks. So I don't know if that's, like, the brand name or if it's actually got, like, like donkey milk popping off in it because I've never used it. But just saying, that that's out there. Donkey milk is taking over the world. We should just get prepared and accept it. 
I don't want to. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of shit that people should be warned about in uh, high school, along with how to balance a checkbook and um, your credit report. Um, we will be right back. This single simulcast. Hey everybody, this is Gerald Jones from the Buy Black Podcast, and you're listening to Single Simulcast. I've been drinking a whole bottle of wine through this episode. This is the first podcast I've been on where I've been allowed to drink, and I'm loving it. Y'all keep listening. What's up, everybody? This is Classic, uh, CEO and co-founder of the CSPN Network. And when I'm not uh, working on the many podcasts on our network, or just hanging out, I'm listening to Single Simulcast, and so should you. This is Jarman, uh, a.k.a. Shantae's brother. You listen to Single Simulcast. Favorite podcast is favorite podcast. I like listening to it. Hopefully you like listening to it. Enjoy. Hey, this is Chris from the MTR Network, and you can check out all our podcasts at mtrnetwork.net, and you're listening to the Single Simulcast. This is Aaron Rand Freeman. All my clones are dead. And you're listening to Single Simulcast. That was, that simply, was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single Simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. <laughs> Single Simulcast wants your reviews. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you listen to us. Tag Single Simulcast with the screenshot of your review on Facebook or use the hashtag SSCast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of the show. My name is Jordan Redfield Wade. Well, well, well. If it isn't the so-called people's champion. By day, I'm a philanthropist and private investigator. You risked your own life to try and protect someone who needed it. If that's what's needed to be a hero, then I want to help. But by night, I protect the people of New York City in a different way. My name, champ, is Redwing. Do I need to count the sheer number of felonies you committed today? As she lay dying, I promised my mother that I would fight for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And I refused to let her down. I would do anything to keep you safe. You know that. Anything. Even murder? If that's what it took, then yes! I am the defender of New York City. Justice is not something you can manufacture. I am Red Wing. Hi, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown of Collars podcast, and you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man Rashani and Shantae Fabulous, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster, so that should be your favorite podcaster, because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave, fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast, and check out Crown of Collars, found wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN Network. Hello, this is Stephanie from the Mocha Menace Podcast. If you can hear my voice, that means you're tuning in to two of my faves, Rayshani and Shantae Fabulous of the single Simulcast. Congrats! You made a really good choice today. You want to make another good choice? Check me out on the Mocha Minutes Podcast. You won't be disappointed if you're tuning in to the single Simulcast. You're going to love the Mocha Minutes Podcast too. You can find the Mocha Menace podcast wherever you find your podcast. We'd love to have you tune in. Okay. Bye. 
Are you interested in supporting this black podcast? Awesome. Become a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash single simulcast. And for $5, you'll be able to chat with the hosts during our monthly Q and awesome session. You can also support the show via our Teespring store at teespring.com slash stores slash single dash simulcast and get a shirt or a mug. You also have the option to put a little something in our cup at paypal.me slash single simulcast. I love Anita Baker, but you are correct, sir. From beginning to end, 365 days of the year, I want the You know what? I'm going to rock for this one. <laughs> All I want to do is take and, a nap with you. I never noticed it till just now. <laughs> I mean, at least she sounded like she was really going to sleep, other than putting you to fucking sleep like Nora Jones. Son, if you can't sleep, two two albums that Nora, Jer- no, Nora Jones' first album put you. Right oh my god, god. That's my and, um, and it's um, so. I'm gonna tell you the best album to go to sleep on um, is uh, Boys to Men Evolution, dog. And yo, for real, if I can't sleep, if I have like straight insomnia and I and there is no way I think I'm going to sleep right now, put on that album, I am gone. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the album. I am out of here, dog. Oh, but I, I can't, I can't talk too much shit about Anita Baker. My mom, when she was alive, she loved Anita Baker. Yeah, Anita, and Patty LaBelle, son. Anita's the shit. Yeah, like I'm saying, Disney, but I, I still listen to that song. Oh yeah, I'll listen to it all the day long. But it also Yo, helps can... that she's the only woman from that era who's still relatively attractive. True. Come on, son. Patty LaBelle, dog. She got an ass, son. That's because she <laughs> eating all that mama's fried chicken. <laughs> All she yeah. eat is soul food. She gonna be a diabetes yeah, I, victim. I need to. I need to. Have, I need to find that that shit. Did anybody? Am I the only person on earth that remembers that award show where Patti LaBelle was singing and they gave her the Lifetime Achievement Award or some shit like that? And she was singing a song, and she just took the mic away and sang some out loud to the fucking crowd. And it was. I the- don't remember that at all. It was the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my life, and I have never seen that shit again. Nope. 
she was probably yawning one day in the studio, so I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, just like that. Just just keep doing that. That's perfect. Oh, that was great. How'd you hit that note? I'm not sure. No, that wasn't it. Maybe if I hold my nose. No, that's not it either. Will you tell him to stop yawning when he yawns? That's it. Eureka! I just found it. Eureka! That's it! Single Simulcast episode 305, Shantae's in the building, Jeremy and Chris uh, from Movie Trailer Reviews. What's the last movie you, uh, y'all you did a review of? Uh, I, I didn't see it, but uh, I was on the review Phenom did for Uncle Drew. I'm going to see it with my, all my basketball teams on Monday. The last movie I went and saw was uh, Jurassic Kingdom, or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Sorry about that. Yeah, I had issues. What the fuck is a dino veterinarian? A paleo veterinarian? Nobody nobody knows. Oh, wow. Wait, who is a paleo veterinarian? One of the characters in the movie. I'm not going to spoil anything. Oh. I know you haven't seen it yet. but I'm not going to watch it, though. That's why I'm asking questions. <laughs> I don't fuck that movie. I don't care about Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, is literally a movie... Where white people are never told no. That's what it sounds like. Only so, thing every movie, so every yeah, movie for white people, basically. Basically. Not yeah. like this. They do some horrible shit in this movie because nobody ever said, you know what? You probably shouldn't. Oh, actually, no, it's worse than that. Mal- Ian Malcolm has told them you probably shouldn't. Right. to do it anyway. Right. For what it's worth, Ian Malcolm did. Jeff Goldblum was hired to be on this movie to literally lay out everything that was going to happen in the movie in the first five minutes of the movie. And mm. nobody listened to him. Nope. Okay, so I have I have a, a question because I saw in the trailer there was like this giant, 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 whatever the fuck it was in the ocean. Did all those people die? That's did it eat the people? <laughs> yeah. Did it eat the people, or is that like some fake out shit? Like, oh, we're gonna put this in this in this trailer because it's exciting, but it ain't really gonna be what you think it's gonna be. It's uh, literally at the end of the movie. That's the and last, it, like the it, second to last thing that happens. And and that's all you see. You don't see what you saw in the trailer is what you see. Right. So it's just like, look at this giant ass dinosaur yeah. in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Fuck that shit. T Rex and the lion. Nothing happens. Same thing they see in the trailer. Same thing that happened in the movie. Um, it was really... They tried to make this movie that back in 1993 was such a beautiful, warm, wonderful, scary, scary at times movie mm-hmm. into like a horror movie. And, and I had questions. Like, how hmm. the how how heavy, like, how light-footed was that dinosaur that was just running through their house? Right. And walking across glass roofs. And never fell through. Like, how heavy are dinosaurs? I thought they were tons. How are you walking had, across glass roofs? It had Shuri sneakers. Don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that footage. <laughs> but it, it, it was an event that, uh, yeah, it was, like, I think it was Ian Malcolm who said it best. Just because y'all could do it, none of you stopped to think about whether you should. Oh man, people say that to white people all the time. Exactly. It's a white person. Man, it's a mess. 
So a Florida woman says she drove off with her ex-boyfriend to top her Mercedes Benz because he didn't want to leave their Lauder Hill home to pick up the couple's daughter. <laughs> Wait, now all I have is Pebbles Mercedes boy in my head. Do you want to <laughs> ride on my Mercedes boy? boy. <laughs> Tell me what you're gonna do. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Baby, let me tell you, I'm gonna leave this house. But um, <laughs> the couple broke up about eight months ago, and um, Patricia Isidore is now trying to obtain a restraining order against her ex-boyfriend, uh, despite them still living together. Isidore said she had no choice but to drive away, as the man uh, named Junior Francis held onto the hood of her Mercedes-Benz C300 on Sunday. Quote, mm-hmm. he had plenty of time to get off the car. He didn't want to stop. Isidore said she recorded the entire incident from inside her car as it barreled down an expressway on I-95. Another driver speeding along at 70 miles an hour later spotted Francis hanging on by one hand from the hood and, you know, posted a 43-second video on Twitter. Wow. Help out. Don't date motherfuckers named Junior. This nigga gonna (laughs) die. Hashtag retweet. Hashtag nice car. Hashtag I-70. Yeah, Junior <laughs> is an ain't shit name. Correct. <laughs> That's it. You never met a nigga named Junior that didn't have at least two families that he don't take care of. Wow. <laughs> but not wrong. You're hiding a child. <laughs> no, nah, you hiding a family, nigga. Fuck that. Right. Old hiding ass. children. <laughs> you hiding a generation, nigga. I just want to stand up for Junior Bevel uh, from Cool Runnings. Who just wanted to stand up to his father? He had power. He had pride. He was a strong mother sucker who wasn't gonna take nothing off nobody. Yeah. But this isn't him. Junior Francis <laughs> um, said that Isidore left. Or Isidore said Francis left her a few options other than continuing to drive. "Quote: He was threatening me, so I was scared. So of course I wasn't gonna stop and let him get in the car." She said. At one point, she stopped on a road in Miami, but Francis' dumbass didn't take the opportunity to hop off the hood. He eventually got off the car and joined her inside. They then headed to an address in West Park where she was arrested and charged with negligence. Uh, Isidore's been released after posting bail. Yeah, so the whole thing went down. I was like, why is she being arrested? It, what, anytime I see a story like that where... The dude is on the house, is on, is on hanging on to the car, and the woman's driving away. I'm like, yeah, she probably was harassing her or doing something he shouldn't have been doing, mm-hmm. and she was trying to get away. So you don't arrest her for that. You arrest him because clearly the nigga could have got out the car any time. I mean, well, not when you're <laughs> not when you're going 70 miles an hour on the highway, but he didn't have to hop in the car. There was no reason for him to be on the car in the first place. And to be like, oh, well, it's her responsibility at that point. It's like, no, not at all. Nigga, how'd you get there? Right. Like, you, like she had to. It's not like most people's houses are like the highway is right there. Like, she had to stop at some point. You could have rolled off, nigga. It would have been okay. But, mm-mm. I'm just saying. If I'm rolling down the street and I see this nigga holding on to the hood of the car, I may or may not throw a rock at him. Like, I'm... <laughs> For her safety, like, I'm really thinking, like, he's trying to hurt her. And so, 
if she's going that fast and he's hanging on, I'm nigga clap and just <laughs> throw something at him or something. Like I have flashbacks of abusive relationships. Um, my mom and dad, uh, it wasn't the best relationship out there. It was actually very, very physically abusive. Um, and at one juncture, uh, the tables were actually turning in this situation. My dad said that he was going to take my brother and I and just leave. And she was never going to see us again. I remember that I was maybe three. And, um, she was like, you're not taking my kids. And she, he was like, yes, I am. Um, uh, my dad was physically violent all the time, physically abusive. And it was all bad. Um, so he picked us up and he, we were in, uh, Northern California I guess his plan was to drive us up to uh, Washington to be with his mom. And my mom was like, you're not taking my kids. So she hopped onto the roof of the car and was holding on uh, with two hands. And so he rode down the street and kept trying to gas and brake to get her off. I remember this. I remember this vividly. I feel badly for Isidore. I feel badly for their child. Uh, because their child has likely seen some stuff. If it has gotten to this juncture where mm-hmm. uh, she's getting a restraining order, where she's where he's trying to hold on to the car because he's trying to be controlling or whatever it is, that child has seen something that's gonna stick. That's gonna stay with them. Um, so I have no sympathy for him. I have no empathy. Um, I would hope that when it's all said and done he would get in trouble as well. But apparently uh, he told um, the news that both he and Isidore need to use a Mercedes, which they co-own uh, quote. She turned the engine on, dropped it in reverse and turned. He told the station that's when, t- that's when things take a turn. And he said he was actually on the phone with police as he hung onto the hood while Isidore drove from Broward to Miami Dade counties and back. Uh, quote, she's swerving the car and I'm on top of the car, Francis told a dispatcher. According to the 911 call, I really need help. Francis, Why would you get in the car? Like, I just don't understand. <sighs> okay. Francis said that he managed to remove the key from the car's ignition once I reached West Park. And I know this is going to sound like I'm judging. And I am. I am. Uh, he then told police that he didn't want to press charges against the mother of his daughter. The reason why he probably didn't want to press charges is because they would have looked at her and saw bruises. Mm-hmm. They would have done an investigation and saw something, or she has, like, she's able to tell them this is exactly what he's done. Look, here's the restraining order that I've been trying to get against in the whole nine yards. Um, most times uh, that I've experienced, um, the aggressor in these situations is the one who doesn't want to press charges when there is an altercation. The one who, uh, like when you were a kid, I, again, I don't mean to uh, make light, but it's the same way that when you were a kid and you and your sibling were playing, you hit them too hard and they started crying and said they were going to tell your mom. And then all of a sudden it was like, don't cry, don't cry. You can hit me back. Don't cry. That's usually the way that they solve these situations. Don't cry. Don't cry. I love you so much. Don't cry. Let me uh, take you out. Let me buy you something. Let me give you something. Don't cry. The kids don't need to see that. Don't cry. And I remember all of this. So I just feel badly for their daughter. Uh, it says they have a daughter. So I hope that uh, she gets the restraining order. I hope he 
uh, gets on the hood of that car again. And I hope she goes 120. That's that. No sympathy. None. If anybody wants to make it lighter than that, the floor is yours. But me personally, I've seen some shit. No, that's fine. All right, just checking, just checking. Um, so a German man was caught on camera poisoning his co-worker's lunch. And police are now investigating whether he's responsible for 21 deaths over the last 18 years at the metal fittings company, according to the report. How do 21 employees die and nobody goes, huh, maybe it's a disgruntled employee? You know, they just flipped the calendar thing back. This many days without an accident? Shit, we're back down to zero. I wonder how they're dying. Like, well, I wonder what we're what people are seeing, you know, as far as like poisoning and stuff. And it's like, is he poisoning older people or whatever? And so it's just like, oh, it looks like this. So they think it's, you know, they think it's natural causes or something. The 56 year old suspect was arrested in May after a colleague at the ARI Armourute armaturin uh, company in northwest germany noticed a suspicious white powder on his food the quick thinking man alerted his superiors who reviewed security footage showing the suspect sprinkling the footage or the substance onto his co-workers lunch the powder was identified as lead acetate hmm. a highly toxic almost tasteless substance prompting authorities to investigate the incident as an attempted murder Quote, in the beginning, we thought it was a misconceived prank between co-workers and not a murder attempt. Company manager Tilo Bletchinger told the outlet. A police search of the suspect's home, though, covered substances used to make poison, including mercury, lead, and cadmium, according to the report. I told y'all those eggs were like addictive. Them, them Cadbury eggs, man, they go. <laughs> Police have expanded it's, their investigation to include the deaths of 21 more employees who have died since 2000, as well as one employee who was in a coma and another on dialysis, the report, the outlet reported. Many of the deceased died of cancer or heart attacks, which could be a result of heavy metal poisoning. A 15-member homicide, homicide squad is considering exhuming the bodies as part of the probe. The wow. suspect, who's been working with the company for 38 years, declined to comment after his arrest. I mean, what can you say at that point? I don't know, but Bletchinger described him as conspicuously inconspicuous. Hmm. I swear to God, if one of these people touch my fucking sandwich one more time. I swear to God. I can't, be I can't believe that they're like, oh, it's just a prank between, you know, like the like they're entertaining the possibility of a prank between friends. Of, like, you, no, you don't play with people's food. Or at least I'll, that's, I'll, how, I'll, that's how I roll. You don't play with that, food. That manager has to be fired. So I heard that, yeah. I was like, oh, you're a terrible manager. You literally <laughs> was like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, look at Bob. You know, he's he's doing that thing again when he puts things in his food. Weird, he's done it 21 times before and we've had people die. But, oh, well, maybe this time, you know, 22nd time will be a charm. Hey, hey, boys will be boys, right? Right? Am I right? Huh? You killed three women. Oh. Fuck. Hashtag say no to coworkers. Hashtag hashtag niggas against coworkers. Shout out to Jay the next day. I'm just I, at the point where you realize that the guy tried to poison your food. You're you're okay if you give him the hands, right? Oh, you have to. 
Well, you better give him something. You better give him something. You would be fired if you gave him the hands, right? Stab him. <laughs> I think you get fired for stabbing him, but if you just gave him like a two piece, what? Well, wow. Maybe a six piece <laughs> chicken dinner. Like eh, you can't get fired for that, right? Like when they're like when they pull you in the HR and they're like, Derek, why did you hit him? <laughs> the motherfucker tried to poison me, and he never finished his reports on time. <laughs> As per my previous email, um, I just feel like that's the kind of thing that you you're allowed to like beat up on somebody about really badly. I don't feel badly about my statement either. I don't know. Somebody got sometimes people, you know, if somebody's trying to poison you, they got to catch these hands. Don't be afraid to to let them know where the, where they got you fucked up. I might be looking like, uh, I might be looking like how Mario do when he get a poison mushroom in Mario, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you these hands. So, um, there was a few things that happened this, uh, this week, uh, but the most, um, horrifying, uh, was a shooting in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, at a newspaper, uh, capital newspaper, uh, facility. And uh, a few things came together that made it, uh, dreadfully apparent that, um, this wasn't, I mean, they're, they're trying to say that it, it was because he wanted to get revenge that the shooting suspect, because it was a him, of course. Um, that he had a long-standing grudge against the newspaper, uh, that he sued it after it reported accurately on his guilty plea to charges of harassing a woman he went to high school with. Uh, his defamation case was dismissed. Authorities said a 38-year-old armed with a shotgun intentionally targeted the newspaper in a shooting that left five people dead. Um, NBC News spoke with Brendan McCarthy, the attorney who represented the woman that Ramos harassed. He said Ramos her- tormented his client for years. Uh, quote, he was as angry an individual as I've ever seen. She lost her job because of this individual. He is malevolent. He forwarded a letter to her employee uh, or her employer, basically stating that she was bipolar and a drunker, which is ridiculous. Um, Ramos sued the paper for defamation in 2012. The case was dismissed in 2015 on appeal. Uh, according to court documents, the judge said there's nothing to prove anything that was published was in fact, in fact, false. Um, Tom Marquardt says, I, for one, receive what I consider to be a death threat. Uh, I fear for my life. I fear for my family's life and I fear for my staff's life. McCarthy said on Thursday, when he heard about the shooting at the Capitol newspaper, he immediately thought of Ramos quote. He wanted to get revenge. McCarthy said, I know he did it. It was inevitable. He was going to do something violent. The only question was, who would he get first? Uh, McCarthy said he spoke to his client after the shooting and said, and she said she is still scared for her life, even though he is behind bars. Um, first things first, once again, a white person shoots up a place and gets taken alive. Uh, second thing, I, I, how much credence are we giving this as compared to the fact that just a couple of days ago, um, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, a wanted vigilante, said he wanted vigilante to start killing journalists. Milo Yoshimitsu? Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. You try to walk it back. It's like, well, no, I stand beside what I said, but, you know, it's... <clears throat> it's at this point, it's ridiculous. Like, they've all been doing it. They There's an active campaign by the right to discredit journalism and mm-hmm. facts. And so this is all part of that. But, I mean... Okay, let me take it back. It feels like part of that, but I honestly believe this is also the other side of it, which is that all these shooters have problems with women, mm-hmm. and all, almost yeah. every single one of them stem from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the the right does attract those people, mm-hmm. but I think that's where this shooting came from, and it just so happens that it ended up being a newspaper. And uh, again, I wouldn't wouldn't doubt whether it was uh, Milo or whatever it was one of these other people. It came from somewhere. I mean, when you literally have people coming out every day saying that journalists are the enemy, that shit adds up. You know? So, yeah. It's just sad all the way around. It just, unfortunately, another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just... When I went to school, I wanted to be a journalist. I think that one of the reasons why I began podcasting, other than the fact that I like the sound of my own voice and I think I have some really groovy thoughts, was because I wanted to go into journalism, but I knew exactly how much it paid, and that was not going to fucking work for me. Um, I wrote in the newspaper all through high school and in college, and um, there were stories that uh, sometimes got a discussion started. Uh, back in those days, it was simply they would email you what they thought, whether they agreed or disagreed with what you were saying. And even on a college campus, they took things very seriously. The biggest things they took uh, umbrage to were the facts that we were writing about how um, that was when Title IX was first being discussed. Um, parity between men's sports and women's sports in college. Um, and the men were not happy because we were talking about how the baseball diamond uh, was huge while the uh, lady softball field was literally right in front of the dorms and it was a dirt field and it was horrible and the center field wall was 250 uh, feet away it was just awful or 250 yards I never remember because fuck baseball um, and they wrote hate mail and some of them knew where the uh, where the lab was where we were right at uh, someone would send packages someone would send <coughs> Uh, congratulations like it was really interesting at that point in time the interactions that were happening um i know that there are now um now there's always been uh stalkers who would also uh pursue women that they saw on television grow infatuated with and 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 followed in from place to place and it's just with the advent of social media and the fact that these folks are now being empowered to uh, pursue these, I guess, in their head, dreams of I'm going to show them, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. It's horrifying. Like, I, there's this security guard in my job. And I try and say hi to him every single day. And folks are like, why do you keep saying hi to him? Because he's a loner and he's a white male and he has a gun at my job. And I don't know what's going to happen next. 
and it's it's not even like a, a a fear that is completely unheard of now it's not unfounded this is something that can literally happen anywhere my heart goes out to the five who lost their lives dang i didn't mean for a moment of silence to happen shanta you got any thoughts uh, no <laughs> No, I well wait wait I do I think I do understand you. Uh, I guess speaking to the security guard, it's just that it it sucks that we're like what it sounds like is kind of being kind to as a protection mm-hmm. for yourself, you know, yep. and and it and it, and it sucks that kindness is that 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 we're at a point now where people are being kind to people not because they want to be kind but because they they're worried that they don't want to be the one they don't want to be chosen they don't want to you know be the one that that person remembers and and you know come when they finally decide to snap or whatever that that person comes and hurts them they want to be the person who they skip over, I guess. <laughs> and I think it was Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Where. Uh... Yeah, I was going to bring that out. The, the, the Adam Sandler movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go for it, Chris. Yeah, no, the Adam Sandler movie where, you know, they're literally he the, the guy literally that Billy, you know, was um, uh, uh, bullying. He literally finally comes back and says, hey, man, I just want to say I'm sorry for everything I used to do as a kid. And the dude literally pulled out his list. And scratches Billy's name off the list, basically going, oh, I don't have to kill him now. Mm-hmm. And it was funny back in the day, but nowadays you're like, oh, no, no that shit really happens mm-hmm. here. The, the flip side of that, though, is also, it's now harder if you are a loner by choice. People won't leave you a fuck alone. Because mm-hmm. now you want to be alone. And I just want to keep to my fucking self. Like, I'm that guy at work. I don't talk to my coworkers. I don't give a fuck about what you guys do outside of work. I'm just here to work. Get paid and go do what I want to do. You don't need to know what I'm doing. You don't need to know what I'm doing in my free time. You don't need to know what makes me happy, sad. Like, I don't care. I don't I don't need to know you people like that. But then you get people always wanting to know because it's like, well, you know, you know, Chris is a loner. So you never know. Shit goes down. You know, I, I you get you become suspect number one. You're just like, mm-hmm. no, I just keep to myself because I want to. It's not because right. I want to shoot you guys up. Matter of fact. Me being alone is probably what keeps you from being able to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But the, the hypervigilance affecting the wrong people. I, I just... Oh, go for it. I was going to say it, because the problem is you can't you can't plan for this. Right. There's, there's not... There's, there is... I mean, there is nothing that says, will this person be that? Will, will this person that got rejected how will they handle it there isn't unfortunately you know just the way our society handles emotions and 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 a little bit of mental health as well but mostly just the way regular people handle or don't rather don't handle emotions and 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 rejection and and feeling sad and things like that there is no way to tell who the next person is finally going to go oh fuck it you know, Jeremy. Um, I have nothing to add. I feel like y'all said everything I was gonna say, so you know, 
This is America. Huh. Huh. Um. I don't know. I think about all the folks who, like you said, want to be left alone. I think about the folks who, um, after school shootings, were told that they needed to reach out and be friends with the the loners. Um, that they needed to uh, walk with the loners because, like, they were told, the kids were told this. And none of it matters. You know what I think about all the time? Because I saw it on a movie once. And again, the things that we see in movies when we were kids, other kids see that too. And then they grow up and they're like, you know what? I remember that. And it was a good fucking idea. There was a, a movie about a uh, guy who was going to attempt suicide. And he was an airline pilot. So he crashed a fucking plane. I think about that when I get onto a plane. Like, my life is in somebody else's hands. Um... And it freaks me out sometimes. Uh, but there's literally nothing, like you said, there's nothing you could do to plan for this or prep for this. Um, and it's devastatingly scary that at any given moment, somebody could just show up and just, it's your time. That's why it's important to treat people to treat people well while you're here, because you never know. That's why it's important to, to act like a regular motherfucker and not be on Twitter scamming. You know, you got to get it where you live. I don't, I don't know. What well, I do know. Don't don't be don't be uh don't be Lee Daniels. Oh, <laughs> oh, that nigga. Oof. But from what I've heard. He's owed him for years. Well, yeah. Like in that video, when Dane confronts him, he's talking about how he didn't invite him to Precious. And Precious came out in 2009. So it's just like, whoa. Like if you still feel some kind of way about somebody not inviting you to, you know, the premiere or whatever, you know, like acknowledging your help as far as that's concerned. It was just like, yes, he's owed that money. He's owed him that money for a while. Shout out to everybody that was like, oh, damn right, but had an issue with Monique saying the same thing. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> All I'm saying is this, and I've said it before in other junctures or other places, but if you owe me money, I'm about to be petty as shit. Oh, Nigga, I see that you uh got yourself a five dollar foot long. <laughs> huh. That's Look, crazy. I, I, hey, Lee Dane was out there out there living his best life like Tyrone Hankerson while he owed Dane money. Boy. <laughs> he, he really was. He was killing Boy. me in that blanket or shawl or whatever the fuck hey, he that, had that, on. That, Hey, Lee Daniels' ass was out here in a goddamn silk press wig and some goddamn fur, and they owed this man money. Boy! Shazzy. Ass fuck. Uh, <laughs> well, Lee, Daniels, Lee Daniels was out here looking like the zesty cousin of James Brown on that man money. Boy! <laughs> now, I, yeah, I, for the life of me, don't understand. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I get the whole, hey, you gotta support your own, support people. I'm gonna support you. That's fine. I ain't supporting you with a fucking contract. Mm-mm. I ain't loaning you two million dollars just mm-hmm. because we black and you want help. Okay, I'll loan you. I'll loan you two, two million dollars. 
here's the contract. Here's when you're going to pay me back. Here's the, you know, here's what I get if you if you do well with the film. I'm gonna at least get to go to to the premiere. Like, uh, like, don't get me wrong. You know, Lee Daniel was wrong. Dame Dame deserves that money. You need to give Dame his money. But Dame, come on, yo. How you how you not get a contract? I'm 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 trying to get my house worked on so I can sell. Everybody I'm getting work done with, I got a contract with. I just signed a contract, another contract to get some steps done. All kinds of sign here, sign here. Well, here's a can- cancellation notice. If you cancel, you have this many days. This is how much money you owe. This money, this much money up front. The rest after we finish this. How does how do you not two million dollars? Like I do that if it's two thousand. Two million. <laughs> he probably no. Oh, go ahead. I get a contract for twenty dollars. Fuck, fuck with me. <laughs> no, I I think he probably like he one he probably figured that he wasn't a grimy person. You know, like I feel like Dame is will be suspicious of grimy people. But he gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yes, he gave. I think he gave him the benefit of the doubt. It's like here's Lee Daniels fucking with Oprah. Fucking with the, you know, fucking with all these different people. He can't possibly be shady. Like what it reminds me, you know what it reminds me of is, uh, to, to, is especially because it's coming back on. It's the last season of Power. Mm-hmm. And Ghost got caught up. You know, Ghost is getting, trying to go, go legit or whatever. And he's with Lorenz Tate, the whole whatever alderman, whatever the fuck he is in the neighborhood thing. You know, whatever political affiliation he has. And he's finding out that Lorenz Tate is fucking shady. Like he's thinking he's moving towards something legit. And it's like, no, he's he's fucking shady. He got blindsided. Yeah. So that's why. Like, no, I, I got I got a call. Well, not saying you, you're you're wrong on that one. You're right. I still I still blame Dame on that one. Cause oh, yeah. the 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 Lee Daniels of the world, they're the grimiest people. Like right. those, those are the grimiest of grimy people. Those I are like the. I will, I will, I will say this, Chris. One, one, I, I hear you, but I mean, first of all, Lee himself said you saw on the damn video that nigga said, you know what? I, I already know I'm wrong. So it's like if a nigga already know he wrong, I ain't finna not say that he wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's one. So that's one part of it, right? But then the other part of it is that's true, Dame. First of all, being in, I can, I see what you're saying. Being in the interest, industry himself, Dame should have known. Like these are some of the, the grimiest of people. Like even if they look good on paper, I mean, behind closed doors, you know what I mean. Like you should keep your eye on the swoop, uh, eye on the sparrow and shit. But, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna say that because that's shady shit. But, <laughs> uh, I would just say. Th- as much as we've seen on social media these last few years of people being conned out of money, like regular working class people being conned out of money on Twitter, I wouldn't put it past somebody even in Dame's position to be like giving the wrong motherfucker the benefit of the doubt. Man, I, I put it this you know, You're right. I just say you give nobody the benefit of the doubt. This is why like, it's always the people you think less. It's like Yo, yeah. family, family, and friends are the worst people to loan money to, mm-hmm. because they don't get they, they 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 take advantage of that and stuff like that. They're the worst people to loan money to, mm-hmm. but and also people that are kind of already well 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 to do, they're also the worst 
to give money to because they just they're just cheap. What's that's, that how they, that's how they get. That's how they get all to keep all their money because they don't pay nobody else fucking back. What's that, <laughs> what's that line in all Soul Food? Fuck the family. <laughs> the family fucked my husband. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know something else too though with Dame. He like because of who Dame is. Like Dame is not. Uh, like Dame is obviously a was a good businessman as far as everything was concerned. Like I feel like in certain circles, but he might have thought like this was the chance to put him in the larger circle. Of whatever you know, he he can get a, a name for himself with more people, with different kinds of people, and so he might have went against something. You know, any other time he might have said like, "Nah, you you know, you you right. need a contract." He might have put, or he might have said he might have rolled up on somebody. He or he might have had somebody roll up on Lee behind some money. You know, but it's just like the whole situation is just like he can't. He he might have felt like he couldn't do it. Oh, I know exactly how it went down. Because Dame kind of grimy himself. Right. And so it's, it's like the scene we see in every movie where the hood nigga who's grimy to every people, like you said, decides he wants to go legit. Oh, I'm going to bring in some other... I'm going I'm I'm to get big now. I'm going to talk... I'm going to do movies now. Not, not, go, not bad nigga, movies. Nigga went to church, start wearing suits. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, but, but you just you just swimming in a different pool with other with bigger sharks now. Like... Dude, of course, no. You, it, nothing's ever for free. I'm, I'm. So, I just, I couldn't get past that. Like, Lee Daniels was wrong as fuck, and also just how calm he tried to be right. that entire time he was, he was getting red. So chill. Which, which was so me, yeah. chill. Nigga, like you, I will. Nigga, I be all the way in nigga. the wrong. And hey, hey, hey. I'm gonna call you. Hey, I'm gonna call, call you. Not right. What's here, your number? Hey, hey, that nigga was. Hey, was calm, hey, like, hey. like, like, like Dame said, you're fucking my significant other. Hey, 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 hey! I'm a hey, that nigga. Not right now. My wife, hey, nigga, my husband. My that nigga was like not a. That nigga was like not in front of company. Exactly. Well, Definitely. What got me was what he said. The, he said the dame. I'll give you my number. So I'm like, wait a minute, dame. You gave a nigga two million dollars whose number you don't even have. Well, he had it. At he probably first. changed it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like, he had it at some point, but so he probably changed it. He was how, like, I'm fucking these niggas. How many years have you been chasing after? Like, it came all the way down to catching this nigga in church. How long have you been chasing after this? Nigga? Well, you know niggas who owe niggas money. Or the, you can't catch them motherfuckers, so I believe it. Oh, yeah. my them, goodness. Chase, them motherfuckers. If a nigga, listen, listen, a nigga owe you money, that motherfucker gone, that motherfucker turned into Carmen San Diego. So I, I believe it. <laughs> hey, I'm saying right now, if somebody owes me money, uh, it's best if you just keep it like your granddaddy said and just make it a gift and not a loan because them niggas will literally fake their own death just to get them <laughs> to pay you. Right. You see them at the movie theater. Wait, how you get popcorn and I ain't got, hey, hey, brother, brother, let me, let me talk to you for a second, brother. So I, I I'm sitting behind you cause you got the VIP fucking seat and it costs $29 and, um, I noticed you got popcorn. I can smell it hitting my nose. And I know popcorn costs here about $8.75. You owe me $54.21. <laughs> Brother, can can I get my money? Hey, 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 you know what? I'm glad you, I'm glad. And they always say it like this. I'm glad you saw me. I'm glad you reminded me, brother. Um, I, I got you. I got you. Let me just... uh. 
get my stuff together and I'm going to hit you up. So I can see why Dame had to go a little bit harder than he would. I can see why he had to go like he used to in um, state property. He had to go state property Dame on him and keep running up on him. Do you want to get down or lay down? Because Lee <laughs> Daniels was going to fade into the mist once again and just be gone. And he wasn't going to be seen for another five movies. I also I mean, don't think, yeah, I also don't think we're doing enough justice by saying he owed him money. Because it's Nick, it's two million dollars. Yeah. That's not money. That's not oh, you owe me some money. No, nigga, you like owe me like a small city block. Yeah. Like you owe me a mansion, nigga. You, you owe, owe me. A, you owe me inheritance. Like what? Right. Yeah. Right. And especially like, and what I was thinking was like, not that Dame doesn't have a lot of money, but I would think that two million dollars to him means something different. Than somebody who has like a billion dollars or something. It's just uh-huh. like, like I know, like I like I wondered if it was like one of those, you know, we like like was what Rashani was saying. We gotta help black people out. We gotta support and all this kind of stuff. Because I feel I almost feel like Dame is that kind of person. You know, I feel like he came out like maybe it was like a Breakfast Club interview because like he was talking shit about people not having. Uh, working nine to fives or something like that, like not being entrepreneurs. I feel like something like that happened a few years ago. So I feel like oh. if Lee Daniels comes out to him and is like, you know, we got to support each other. You know, I'm trying to take care of myself and do like he, you know, he appeals to that sense in, in, in Dame. And so then Dame oh. gives him the money. I feel oh. like JD sitting in the background, like nigga, that's why you broke right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been promising yes. I've been promising so, Memphis Bleak money for the past 15 years nigga so, you don't give so them I have to, you promise the money I want I want to push pause real quick uh, because as we're as we're recording I'm scrolled on Twitter and I you you ever seen somebody bloop someone or something so bad that it just <laughs> it just it just jumps out at you I, I have to share this on the podcast. I have to, because it's just, whew. and when I read it, y'all see why, I, oof. Okay, so, um, as we all know, Terry Crews went to the, uh, was it the Grand? Um, he went to testify, right? I think it was the Senate. Yeah, he went, Terry Crews went to go testify before the Senate, right? Uh, first of all, shout out to Terry Crews. Uh, mm-hmm. That's number one. That's first and foremost. Uh, so, so Joe Biden's ass. Oh God! So Joe Biden's ass uh, retweeted it and quote quoted it and said that we need more men like Terry Crews who will stand up and speak out. You're helping change the culture, Terry. It matters. Thank you. Help. That was Joe Biden, right? Help me, please. So somebody, and I'm gonna say her name. Hashtag say her name. If you ever happen to listen come across this podcast, shout out to you, ma'am, because this is just damn. But uh, a, a Twitter user by the name of um, Goddess Crew quoted him and said, and I quote, <clears throat> Motherfucker, when Anita Hill spoke up, you and a bunch of other male cowards made her have to defend herself like she was the accused. Oof. There you go. Oof. Talk there. about a blue God damn. Oof. I have been... You are doing amazing, young lady. God damn. Today I have come across at least four people just 
making fun of Terry Crews. And it's yeah. it's all steeped in the mindset of toxic masculinity, and it's all uh, one thing. I wouldn't let no dude sexually harass me. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't let nobody put their hands on me. I wouldn't let nobody assault me. I'd be going to jail for that. I'd be fighting. I'd be dying. You ain't just going to let me get assaulted like that, and then you want me to come back and sue some man for sexual harassment. That's not how this works. You know what, people? That's exactly how this works. doesn't matter who it is. When you get attacked, first of all, you are almost, you're, you're stunned that it's happening. Second thing is, if if the person who did it to you is in a place of power, nobody wants to hear you talk about it. And 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 it's not something that, you know, oh, I'm just gonna keep this to myself because I'm ashamed that uh, I didn't throw hands on him. It's I'm telling everybody, but hey, nobody wants to believe me because I'm a guy. I'm Terry Crews. I'm I'm big fucking Terry. But then also, this man who attacked him, who assaulted him, is a person who is in a definite place of power in Hollywood circles. And so everybody wanted to cover their ears. It's been happening for years. So for all these folks to see Terry Crews come out here and all of a sudden he's a lesser man because he is uh, standing up for himself. Or he's a lesser man for uh, going to the Senate and discussing it. Y'all got I would it. just like to I would just like to uh say uh shout out to all the niggas who uh love the uh wax poetic about how uh black men are uh categorized as hyperviolent and categorized as, you know, bit scary black man and how that trope is harmful and it had it has gotten um a lot of black men um killed um or you know other various harmful things done to them in this country because of racism which is true but then turn around and use that same logic to then shit on Terry Crews for coming out and defending himself and um doing the work that he's doing these are the same these are the same dudes who so they'll say oh i you know i you know yeah so what i would have gotten fired i would have done this i would have done that Motherfucker, you the one that fucked up the fries at the, at the McDonald's, get yelled at by your manager, and you don't say fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You ain't you ain't losing that job. You ain't losing the minimum wage job over that. You're gonna mm-hmm. you, you're gonna be in this high position, and then get, come on, no, we all mm-hmm. code switch at work. We all put up with bullshit from coworkers and do that shit. Motherfuckers are just sitting here, you know, like playing for the timeline, trying to make it seem like they're big and bad when we all know you're not. You're not that guy. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not putting yourself and your family on the line of po- going to jail because you will go to jail as a black man attacking. Because matter of fact, somebody actually went out of the um, found that story about the the black guy, the gay black man that went to jail for um, after he. Uh, uh, and the way the story was framed is that he beat up that this black man beat up two gay men, but then when it really and he went to jail for eight years. But when the real story came out, you find out that this guy, the, the black man, was also gay. He was actually a, a, a counselor for men, uh, gay men with with AIDS, something like something like that. And those white, two white men, had accosted him, and he had responded. 
So you know that there's a good chance that you as a black man, if you react violently that way, you are going to be in trouble. It's like, you know, when you see, like these dudes say, sit there saying, oh, I would have done, done that. Well, replace it, replace it with a cop. You were you gonna were you gonna square up on a cop? A cop does that shit to you? No, you're not, because you're gonna be pissing your pants because you're afraid you're gonna be shot to death. It's the same thing. Like you're not. It's just it. They're they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Both love to jump bad in in storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let an active shooter come into my job. I would fucking jump on him and beat him up while everybody else ran to safety. Let me find out my girl is cheating on me i would do this that and the third let my boss come up to me and ask me to do overtime i'm gonna say fuck you bob because i'm not staying for nobody let me have been a slave i wouldn't have been a slave let me tell you what to do in these situations real talk for all discussions every time i hear somebody discuss what they would do in a situation i know they've never been in a situation Mm-hmm. every time because when you're in the situation, here's what you do. You fucking take it. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let- well, most people, yeah, most people have never been most people have never been punched in the face. Mm-mm. Nope. Because some first people time look like they've been face, punched in the face, but that's another conversation. Please. The first time you get punched in the face, you <laughs> make a decision real quick. Which one are you gonna do? You gonna fight back or you gonna fall out? And most folks realize at that point in time, maybe my fist game is, ain't as good as I thought it was. And things change. As somebody who has trained and, 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 and trained and actually coached fighters before, uh, it's funny. it used to be fun to me when I get a new guy walking into the gym. They were the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Every, every guy thinks they can fight. Every guy thinks they know how to punch. Every guy thinks they know how to punch. They can take a punch. Then they take a punch and all of a sudden they don't want to take a punch no more. <laughs> you know, because it's you play, different when you, you play too when, much. It's different when you get punched in the face. It just is. It's different when you get punched in the face. You know, and most people are not built for that. No, most people is not. You know, you know, a Kimbo slice. You're not. It, there's and no there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. You know, nigga. I, you know, I again, I trained. I did two fights. Got punched in the face. That shit wasn't fun. And I realized quickly that oh, yeah, I'm just an amateur. I'm never doing this for real life. I watch fights all the time going, these niggas is crazy. They do this for a life? You just sit there and, like, I mean, I'm, it's entertaining, but I ain't doing that shit. Mm-mm. So people talk about square, and, and then on top of that, then you, then you add in the idea of, you know, ruining my job? Oh, no, I got way more. I'm sorry. There's two kinds of people that say that kind of shit. There's the people that ain't never been in that situation before. And then the niggas that don't, don't got nothing to lose. Sure. Like, you ain't got nothing to lose, and yeah, sure, fuck it. I made that calculation sometimes before, too, when I'm just like, I oh, know what, I'm going to go ahead and go for big air because, fuck it, I don't care about this. If I burn a bridge, I burn a bridge. Fuck it. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. But most people, you know, same, same in the same, same day they're tweeting, oh, I would have done this, I would have done this. They're also complaining about how broke they are and how they need to find a job. Or while they're complaining about how, or while they're saying I would have done this or I would have done this, they're mumbling over their breath under their breath because their boss tells them, "Hey, I need you to come back from lunch thirty minutes early because we have a meeting." Right. Y'all ain't. I don't respect the decisions of people who live in fancy. 
anybody who can't actually tell me, you know what, honestly, I don't know what I would do in this situation. I, I, I'm just going to look at you like cool story, bro. Cool story, sis. I don't, I, I, I don't hear you. And so when y'all are out there mocking somebody who actually has gone through this, when y'all are out there mocking women who have gone through this, it really does not make you, I don't know what you think it's going to make you look like, like, no, nah, they don't think it's going to make them look ugly. I don't know what they think, but they're, well, they don't think that's the, that's the problem. I'm just saying that they, ugly. here's but a direct team. quote from Terry Crews. Why didn't you say something? I did. Why didn't you push him off? I did. Why didn't you cuss him out? I did. Why didn't you tell the police? I did. Why didn't you press charges? I did. Why did you just let it happen? I didn't. Well, why didn't you beat him up? Sigh. Yeah, I mean, at that point, like, you beat him up after you'd already stopped it? Because then, then that turns into you uh, that turns into you assaulting them. Mm-hmm. And then that... Right, and it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, the, people don't understand. You got... Social media has made it so that people who don't know what they're fucking talking about can find other people who don't know what they're fucking ta- they're talking about, and now you got a bunch of people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about commenting on it, and it's it's becoming a real problem in everything we have in today's society. Mm-hmm. But that's the biggest one where you have these guys who, you know, talk this big game, talk this big shit, but yeah, like, there's one dude who who I think responded to Terry who was responding to it and was trying to say why he thought that was wrong and fucked up and blah, 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 blah. And then he tried, it was like, and you know, first, you know, Terry Cruz, you know, was there with his white wife and somebody was like, well, already you're fucking wrong. His wife isn't white. So already you're starting off with the premise. that's already easily proven false. What are we doing? Didn't even, you didn't even bother to look up the basic basic of facts mm-hmm. but you but you came out here so confident <laughs> and wrong it's just yeah nine times out of ten niggas don't know or folks literally don't know what the fuck they talking about i would have done that differently you you you've never even done it before what are you talking about oh you know you need to uh let that baby cry you you, you don't have kids Oh, I would have fought. You've never been to fight in your life. All y'all talk tough. I literally just want once for these folks to say, I don't know what I would have done. Because that's that's the honest way to put it. Until your foot is to the fire, you don't know if you're going to run or if you're going to burn. Oh, man. Like, you know what this really makes me think about? All of the folks... When um, Michael Brown was killed, who were saying burn Ferguson down, they were adamant that that was the best way to get their point across was to riot. We have to show them strength. We have to show them that we're not scared, that we're not going to put up with this. And I was like, cool, I'm with it. I can't go out there, but cool, I'm with it. And then... Freddie Gray died in Baltimore and all of a sudden the same folks who were talking that burn Ferguson down who lived in Baltimore were like wait 
Can't we discuss this? Let's have peace. Well, the opportunity for you to burn this motherfucker down, like you were saying when it was in Ferguson, is right here in front of you. Burn it down. No. No, we need that CVS. You can say a lot of things, but until it's actually in front of you, you haven't told me nothing. I am much more willing to listen to the people who have actually experienced it. Whether it was good or bad, whether what they did was honorable or not, I respect them for what they went through. And if you're standing on the sideline talking about what you would have done, you are nothing more than an armchair quarterback, and you need to get out of my face. Because somebody knows. It reminds me of that quote from um, The Dark Knight where Joker is talking to other police and try to get a rise out of him. And he basically tells him, he was like, you know, I spent a lot of time with your, your coworkers with, you know, you know, I got to know him really personally well, even more than you did. You want to know which ones of them were cowards? Because you don't know. You don't know. Nobody nobody knows, right? You don't know what you're going to fucking do in that situation. And and honestly, all these people talking tough, you're you're more than likely going to cry and call up into a ball. Like the, the active, active shooter situation, I have no idea how I'm going to act in that. I've never been there. Our right. first is probably going to be run. I don't have a gun. I'm not doing that. Like, no. <laughs> I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that shit. Shit, I don't even want to be the nigga who has to stay behind when they have a fire drill at my office because I got to escort everybody out and make sure everybody get out safely. Why I got to stay? Remember Parkland when people was like that cop, the um the, the older security guard or mm-hmm. a resource officer, and he didn't go in? Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, this coward. He, he could have stopped it. I'm like, Yo, the Parkland shooter had a had a had an AR fifteen. Mm-hmm. The 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 security guard had a nine millimeter. Nigga, I ain't going in there either. Yeah, he ba- he that was he did a normal human response to right. protect himself. That that yes, definitely. And people say people people say people will say, oh well, you're trained. No, you're not. No, the cops today are not trained to do that. Like, let's be honest here. They're not trained for that. They're not mm-hmm. trained for this. Is, this was a older security guard. Look, he was a little bit out of shape. Who had the cushy job of sitting outside of a fucking high school? I'm sorry. Even with the school shooting to happen today, that's a cushy job. Nobody expects to actually. He never expected to have to pull his gun out and use it on somebody. No. And then to go into a situation like that with AR-15, you, you as a cop don't know. How many people are in there? How many shooters there are? If they have hostages, you're not trained for that shit. And they got mad at him because they were like, oh, no, he was a coward. You should have done this. It's like, no. Because mm. here's the thing. I'd rather him, if he knows he's not prepared for that, I'd rather him not go in there and cause even more of a problem. The last mm. thing I need is we've seen what happens with scary-ass cops who fear for their lives end up shooting innocent people. So, no, I'm glad he stayed out. He wouldn't. He Matter of fact, he saved lives by not going in. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure he would have ended a black person. Right. You don't. He doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't have the facts. No. Yeah. He's not trained for that. Stay outside. Do what you can to contain the situation outside, and wait for the experts and wait for the people that are actually trained to go in. Wait for some backup. That's smart. I'm sorry. So, uh, this uh, was. This is interesting. Whenever there's news of a mass shooting, many are quick to blame mental illness. This talking point became so pervasive that even the president started echoing it. 
The data that people with mental illnesses are far more likely to be the victims of violence than the perpetrators have been around for a while, but that hasn't stopped conservatives from ignoring that. Now the whole, quote, it's just crazy's breaking the law angle has taken another blow in light of a new report from the FBI called Study of the Pre-Attack Behaviors of Active Shooters in the United States between 2000 and 2013. The 30-page report dives into pre-shooting behaviors, which found that most shooters don't, in fact, have mental illness. An individual's declining mental health in the face of stressors is common amongst shooters studied but only 25% of the active shooters had a diagnosed mental illness. Reported depression, anxiety, and paranoia isn't enough to automatically deem somebody mentally ill. The researchers chide those who pushed a harmful fallacy about mental illness and gun violence, calling it unhelpful. Well, there's that. Also, uh, Sean Hannity went out of his way to blame um, Maxine uh, Waters for riling up people. He blamed her for the shooting at the uh, Capitol newspaper. Really, Maxine, he says, you want people to create, quote, call your friends, get in their faces, and Obama said that too. Get in their faces, call them out, call your friends, get protesters, follow them into restaurants and shopping malls, whatever else she said. At that moment... Hannity did something that Trump has also done, and that is falsely accused Waters of inciting violence simply because she encouraged people to confront Trump, uh, Trump administration officials about their politics and policies. We all know Waters was referring to a verbal confrontation, as is, but as is their way, the other side spins that into something more sinister to make it look bad to their base. Donald Trump said, Congressman Maxine Waters, an extraordinarily low IQ person, has become, together with Nancy Pelosi, the face of the Democrat Party. She has just called for harm to supporters, of which there are many, of the Make America Great Again movement. Be careful what you wish for, Max. That is disturbing and disrespectful on so many levels. Um, as a result, uh, Maxine Waters says that she is facing increased death threats. Uh, she said in a statement on Thursday that she has seen an increase in the number of threats made against her ever since she encouraged people to openly confront members of Donald Trump's cabinet in public spaces. As a result, she has had to cancel some public appearances. CNN said the Congresswoman canceled two upcoming events in Texas and Alabama this weekend after receiving threatening messages and hostile mail at her office, including one very serious threat on Monday from an individual in Texas. Waters said in a statement, as the president has continued to lie and falsely claim that I encourage people to assault his supporters while also offering a veiled threat that I should, quote, be careful, even more individual leaving threatening messages and sending hostile mail to my office. There was one very serious death threat made against me on Monday from an individual in Texas, which is why my planned speaking engagements in Texas and Alabama were canceled this weekend. This is just one in several very serious threats the United States Capitol Police are investigating in which individuals threaten to shoot, lynch, or cause me serious bodily harm. This is America. Uh, Chris, go ahead and do your shout-outs, man. Um, I just, you know, I'll, I'll shout-out uh, my entire team. Over at MTR Network, it's not just me. Uh, it started with, with me and some shows and some of my closest friends, and turned out to be a big thing. So I want to shout out uh, my co-host on the Character Corner, D Palm, 
Uh, and then the ladies at MTR, we have Latoya, the doctor, and Shanna, who, uh, like I said, I, I, we, we would not have a network if it's not for all those people uh, and all the work they do. And you can find uh, everything they do over at the mtrnetwork.net. Jeremy, go ahead and do your shout-outs. Um, shout-out to y'all. Uh, shout-out to Chris. Uh, it was dope meeting you. Um, on on wax. Uh, shout out to uh, I guess I shout out my team. Uh, shout out to uh, everybody at the CSPN. Uh, shout out to Classic. Um, shout out to him for all that he's done, and shout out to him for having faith in my country as to take over. Well, partly take over after he after he stepped down. Cause woof, good luck everybody. Um. Shout out to um, my friends and co-hosts Curtis and Candice uh, and Bianca. Um, uh, shout out to shout out to Black women. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. And shout out to my first love, Bojangles, for y'all uh, uh, biscuits. <laughs> What about they mashed potatoes, nigga? You shooting up the club? <laughs> <laughs> I just might. <laughs> Chante, go for it. Yeah, just a shout out to all our our friends and listeners that, that take time to, to listen to us, you know, giggle and yell and ramble on uh, every week. We love you. Yeah, at me or dap me. Um... I'm really trying to think of how to word this. You don't have to make a name for yourselves. Let other people make a name for you. Sometimes the name you come up with isn't the one that other people choose to give you due primarily to the fact that you chose to give yourself a name. Um, Work harder to be supportive than to be noticed. And eventually you may come ahead. Um, If you need us, we are here for you. Um, I know that people are going through some very dark periods in their lives uh, at any given moment. Um, And like I said, uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. um, And we are there to hear you, to listen to you. Uh, email, uh, any way you want to reach us. We are there. Um, even in the good times, if you hit us up and say, we need you, you need us to reach out to you uh, in your dark times, we will do that too. Um, we just don't want anybody to feel like they are all alone. Um, winter may not be here right now, but it, it's coming around soon. Time is going so much faster now. Um, thank Speaking you. Of one, uh, I would just like to say, uh, real quick, that uh, Game of Thrones is coming back soon, and it's it's still fuck Cersei. Continue. <laughs> thought, no, it's next year. I'm about to say it ain't coming back to 2019. Don't scare me. Yeah. Got me waiting. Like, wait, what? Blame, blame it on the wine. My bad. Still, no I will. It's 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 sooner than it was, you know, yesterday before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same as it never was. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, and the last thing I want to say is Drake's new album came out. And uh, I, I, I am now sitting here wondering, honestly, would he have had a line about his son if Pusha T hadn't had a line about his son? No. I didn't think so either. No. I didn't listen to it either. I listened to Florence and the Machine, which is a very good album, by the way. So shout out to Florence and the Machine. I'll check oh, them out. Speaking of, yo, speaking of, speaking of, shout out to everybody that was saying that Pusha T saying that basically saying that Drake is a deadbeat was just a rumor that he drum up drummed up for beat, but then Drake confirmed it on the goddamn album himself. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> I feel like he walked Ooh, in he Aubrey. walked back into the booth. He walked out of the studio with like 12 songs complete, ready to put his album out. And then Pusha T made his song. And now Drake has another eight songs explaining what Pusha T said about him. Basically. So, I don't know. To me, yes, ma'am. I was going to say, no shout out. Is it Jay-Z who was talking about y'all killed X, but, but, but Zimmerman is still alive? Fuck that nigga. I ain't listening to the Carters. I ain't never gonna listen to the Carters. Fuck that nigga. And I want wait, you to wait, know wait. that I am rolling my neck when he said it. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. 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 Wait. Wait. This nigga. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he did. He, he did. said it on Scorpion. Uh, yeah. Mm. Which. Oh, didn't make it that far. <laughs> I mean, I ain't, listen to the damn album. Album. I ain't listen to the damn album because fuck Drake. I just don't like Drake, but I, I seeing people tweet tweet the lyrics and talk about the lyrics and post the lyrics and react to the lyrics. Yeah, Jay-Z said that shit. How the fuck does Jay-Z, like, how do you think in your mind that that's something? Yeah. Well, that's because niggas really, I mean, because that's because people, for one, you know, there's people who don't, you know, you know, room for growth, motherfuckers. Ooh, <laughs> you know, ooh, <laughs> you know, where, you know, feel like don't get know, me started. Ooh, exactly, but up. you know, you know, feel however they feel about X, whatever you pronounce his name. I don't X-X, know. That I... nigga got bullet holes. Continue. <laughs> I but see fuck, I see it. But yeah, you got you got those people who think that. So then it's like, oh, y'all can kill him, but you ain't gonna kill Zimmerman. It's like, nigga, you got money, put a head out, nigga. Right. You got you can make more moves than any of a regular motherfucker could make. Like if it's if it's on your heart, do something. <laughs> but just mm-mm. man, yeah. I thought, and and all this time, here's the here's here's the thing that that we know about Jay Z. That nigga's extremely calculated with his verses. He put some yeah. thought into this line. Like how I, I'm still confused about how all these rap niggas and all these R&B niggas is sitting here talking about how X Files, whatever his name is, had so much promise. <laughs> had so much promise, but nobody wants to talk about how he was a fucking horrible person. Like because well, they're all horrible people themselves, right. exactly. I mean, exactly. we saw a motherfucker came out and say that he smoked crack at twenty to excuse the nigga. Please, please, no. <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? Oh my man, oh man. I bet you that nigga want to go back to just doing them Caillou freestyles. Man, I swag hard like Caillou. 
Um, I don't know. I'm. I didn't know about this. Like, yeah, this is not a good look, and it's not a good look for Drake to have it on his album. I would have stopped it at that point. It's my album. What the fuck are you doing, Jay? Yeah, but he trashed too. I mean, niggas is trash. I mean, Meek Mill just performed at the BET Awards, and he had a hoodie with XX that nigga did on his shirt. So it's like, uh. yeah. yeah, you know, that's because people don't know how to stand and like their dislike. Mm. They feel like, you know, even if like if like oh we can't disrespect the dead, and it's just like I don't know if the motherfucker ain't shit. It's just like it's not really disrespect. It's just, right, it's like <laughs> niggas, niggas just reporting facts. Like <laughs> yeah. y'all say, I can't disrespect the dead. I can stand back, niggas. Um. I just know that these niggas better keep their same energy when Zimmerman or Darren Wilson or any of these other motherfuckers that don't kill innocent black people die. I just I better see this same energy. Oh, oh I'm a, I'm gonna be petty as shit, and I make no qualms about saying that shit. I'm gonna have time. <laughs> I'll make time, goddamn it. I just want to point out one more time that um, if you are um. If you have friends, it is your duty as a friend to tell your friend when they fucked up. You have to. Otherwise, you're not a friend. You're an enabler. Mm-hmm. And you can't say shit when people are holding the motherfuckers accountable. And there's no growth in enablers. You can't just sit back and say, okay, this person did this horrible thing, but they're my friend. So I'm just going to let it skip on past me. Um, you got to call them out. That's the only way. Sometimes the only way people get reached is if their friends tell them, yo, dude, let's go get something to eat real quick. I got to talk to you. Real talk. Dude, you fucked that up. How are you going to fix it? What are we going to do? Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does work. But you have to make the effort in order for it to work at all. And for Drake to let this be on his album makes him seem even shittier. Drake has always seemed like the, the nigga who puts out the... Drake seems like the hashtag nice guy who's really not a nice guy. I mean, oh, yeah. that, that, it ain't no scene like it. That's basically yeah. all his goddamn music. Yeah, his entire def- his entire career, po- his entire post Young Money career can be summed up in Hotline Bling. Mm-hmm. Good guy, faulty. Shout out to hip hop is for lovers. But yeah, he is good guy, faulty. Mm-hmm. He's has he's 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 benevolent sexism. Ever since I left the city, you nigga, she left the city. Like, what the fuck are you mad? At? <laughs> like, what it's are you true. doing? It's true. Like you said, like if you really sit and listen to those songs, he's a damn mess. And I say that as like a former, you know, stand that I know I was listening. I was, li- I knew that I was listening to some mess. Like, there's no way that a dude doing this shit for real. It should be. It, it should not be okay. Drake made music for niggas that's always going wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. lying ass niggas. <laughs> Last heartbreaking statement, and then we up and out. Um, Laura Barrera Esquire uh, tweeted this uh, earlier today. My five year old client can't tell me what country she's from. We prepare her case by drawing pictures with crayons of the gang members that will wait outside of her school. Sometimes she wants to draw ice cream cones and hearts instead. 
She is in deportation proceedings alone. They recently stated that toddlers can defend or can don't need help in court. Yeah, they're gonna end up, some of these kids not going back to their parents. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to deal with that. I mean, that's just going to be a reality when they did this because this administration does not think. Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, none of the Republican administrations ever think things through, especially when it comes to marginalized communities. They just do it, and then they try to, and then they have somebody else clean it up later on. It becomes such a fucking mess. Like the next Democrat that comes in is going to spend so much time cleaning up this mess. People are going to get mad because they're not progressive enough or doing enough progressive things because they're not going to have enough. T- it's it's just we've been I've I've been trying to tell people it's like I've been here before. We did this with Trump. We did this with Bush. We went through this with Bush. I think people have forgotten those eight years, but we've done this before. They weren't old enough to remember. I think that's true. Some people aren't. Some people just didn't pay attention. Mm hmm. A lot of people think that Bush's whole legacy is 9-11. Yep. That's it. Um, yeah. This world, this country. It's only the first year, y'all. <laughs> we still haven't finished the first year. Um, that's the, the ghettos. Fuck. This single simulcast, episode 305. Uh, y'all be good. We out. Peace. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know my now that you slipped.